Welcome to the Bards FM Special Edition Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight we're listening to part two of our special guest, the Resistance Chicks. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And it's Wednesday, November 23rd in the year 2022. If you're on the West Coast, if you're in Central Time, Mountain Time, but if you're on the East Coast, I guess you are now into officially Thanksgiving. And I'm just going to let you know that I just cheated because I just had a piece of pumpkin pie before 24 hours or so, well, less than 24, 12 hours before turkey dinner, and I'm good with it. I feel so unguilty and so satisfied. That's totally awesome. Patriots, tonight we're going to listen to the second part of the Resistance Chicks interview. The first part was just a little bit ago in Bards FM, and this is Bards FM Part 2. So I think you'll enjoy this. They're always such a great guest, all of them. And if you haven't listened to part one, make sure and listen to part one because it all comes together really nicely. Before we begin, make sure that you're taking good care of your supplies at home, stocking up on things. We've got a crazy world and we've got a crazy people running it and they are trying to get rid of petrochemicals and everything that makes trucks go, which means they want to cut off our food. Patriots, if you didn't know, America is running out of diesel fuel. The Energy Information Administration says that there's less than 25 days remaining in our national stockpile. Now, if trucks can't get fuel, they also can't deliver food to the grocery stores. What then? If you don't have emergency food stocked up, go to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com right now and grab a special limited time offer from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. You'll save $250 on their three-month emergency food kit, which gives you a wide variety of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. My Patriot Supply wants to help you be your own grocery store. So for a limited time, you'll save $250 on their three-month food kit. Be sure to get one kit for each person in your family. This offer ends in just a few days. So go right now to preparewithbards.com and grab your $250 discount on each three-month kit you need. That's preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. Patriots, there's nothing like having the security of food in your home. So remember, go to preparewithbards.com and take advantage of this amazing offer. Preparewithbards.com. That's right. You need need those food stocks up. Seriously, don't take it. Don't don't delay on this because there's some craziness going on. One of our great Canadian members, Evren, if you don't know his music, please do check it out. It's awesome. But Evren is, was curious where everybody was, and we were trying to explain to Evren that on Turkey Day, people are, it's, like, it's like bunkering down on Turkey Evening. Because evening, the evening before Turkey Day, people get rest. It's like you, you get, get all ready because like tomorrow, starting at, depending on where you are, sometimes it's 7 in the morning. 
Sometimes it's six in the morning. Depends if you're going to smoke your turkey, deep fry your turkey. If you're going to just put your turkey in the oven, you got to have breakfast too. So you're going to have to do, if you're going to do breakfast, you got to do things like you're going to do tamales or you're going to do biscuits from scratch or you're going to do waffles and eggs. You got to get a great breakfast under you because tomorrow is an eating day. It's like ready, set, go. And from that point forward, it's just food fest all day tomorrow. Eat breakfast, then start preparing all the dishes. And then by the time you get to afternoon, it's just a total food fest. And then, then it's all over. And then what you face is the dishes. And then you deal with coma, coma naps because you have the tryptophan and the turkey, which makes everybody go to sleep. And then after you do a short nap, you get up and you eat more turkey. And then probably do another nap. And then before you go to bed, you eat more turkey. <laughs> That's what we do. This is our this is our big food day. So that is that is just it. Everybody's prepping tonight. It's just like it's like everybody's polishing. In a, in a war, you'd be like everybody's checking their kit and polishing ammo and getting ready. Not not on Turkey Day. It's the same thing, but it's with food. It's a war. It's an absolute war. And if you're a Canadian and you've never experienced Americans' food fest on Turkey Day, whew, we got to get you down here. Because once you figure it out and realize how great it is, you won't be Canadian anymore. We love you as Canadians, though we do want to see you have a revolution. You're going to overthrow your tyrant, that little Castro that's up there. Get rid of him, and along with your entire Jesuit-run medical association that's in Ottawa that's trying to tell everybody that doesn't take the vax that they're insane, we do love you. But it's it's uh, time for the Canadians to start embracing their true roots. You're really American at heart, and we want you. We want you. We want the Canadian patriots to be with us. I'm really thinking setting up a penal colony up north for all the crazy liberals is a good idea. But we want you to all be part of us. So this is the eve of Turkey Day, and I hope you are all having a good preparation for tomorrow or your going to have family together if you're not and if you're not so a couple things first of all if you're not don't feel alone because i know these are kind of hard for holidays some people have lost family members especially now my goodness or even separated from family members because of the ridiculous of politics and all these other divisions things so first off understand you're not alone jesus is with you and just reach out to him and i realize that doesn't replace companionship but if you are in that situation where you're not having the companionship I'm going to be having the three shows tomorrow as normal, so you'll be able to check in with Bart's folks and chat a bit, and hopefully that's good. Uh, Telegram's always there. There'll be a few people around. But the, the chat will be open tomorrow as normal for shows, so you can hang out there. And just take some time and walk with Jesus. That's the best thing. All of us need to do that anyway. So anyway, Patriots, it is an important time for us in the sense of Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving represents a covenant with God that was created and this covenant was very important in the beginning with the pilgrims. They had come here to set up a nation under God's law, and they actually did it. And it's a pretty amazing whole journey that's there. It isn't just about, it's much greater than just the pumpkin pie and the pecan pie and the two types of potatoes and the turkey and some places do smoked meats and stuff, all that. I mean, that's all awesome. It's all fun, but the real depth of this rests within the covenant. And that's what the resistance chicks did, in fact, um, back at their, in their event back in Plymouth, which I went to and I was very honored to be there at, so it was really good. So this is the second part of their interview. 
that we did the other day, and we just we did this together. We're always a good. I always enjoy talking with them. They're just a, a great two ladies to follow. If you have not listened to their channel, please do. They're. I first came across them when they had just started on YouTube. Neither one of us had more than ten thousand followers on YouTube, and and I was really impressed with the fact that they were doing prepping and and, and homesteading and small spaces. And so that's kind of how I got introduced to them. And then it was at Bards Fest. I didn't even know they were going to be there. And I didn't remember. They had the backup. I mean, what happens, like when they nuked YouTube of all the Patriots, all of us kind of got blown to the wind. And we lost track of each other, which is not uncommon. Finding different places to go to. It's a little, it's so much easier now. If you're trying to find people, it's just there's so much easier to find them now. But at the one time, everybody was on YouTube, and then when YouTube pulled the grenade pin and intentionally blew all the Patriots apart, it became hard to track people, and we all had to start over again on different platforms. So at Bards Fest, I remember is I didn't take care of the media. Someone was handling the media for me and for the whole program. And I remember walking by this booth, and I, I looked over, and I saw resistance chicks. I man, that's familiar. And later that night, I was sitting down, and they came up to me, and they said, we would really like to interview you. And I it just clicked. I went, oh. I said, you know I used to follow you, and I used to join in your chat. And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, resistance chicks. I know exactly who you are. And I said that I was, this is when we were on YouTube. And it was just like that. It was like we'd known each other forever. And just wonderful, wonderful ladies. Um, they work hard. They've, they've built a fantastic homesteading model. They continue to push just great, great grass level politics in their show, always centered on faith in God. And they are also just so talented in the homesteading that they do do. And they really live it. So it's a wonderful thing. So we'll get to that in just one second. The last thing I want to introduce here tonight um, and just tell you all about is just the reminder and the update of the Lanier family. And this was the last night I read. So this is 24 hours later. Last night I read the letter from Jenny or Jennifer Lanier telling their story as they're building out this hope of homesteading with two beautiful young girls. And they had moved from Arkansas, or from Austin, Texas, sold everything. They had prayed on this for a month. God led them to move to Arkansas and buy raw land, which means unimproved, and start a homestead there. And so their story, just in some, they, they were doing well. They were obviously not, it's not a huge, it's about living carefully and, and stewarding what they have. And they got hit with some hard things this year. Uh, cost of living went up. They were trying to expand on this little 250 square foot, 40 square foot house that they had built for their daughters that are growing up, two beautiful young girls. And then they went on to, um, she, and then we heard, we also learned that uh, Jenny is is uh, pregnant, which was a surprise for them, but they're excited about having a third child in their life. And then both her cars broke down, just a series of events. And so they had just, she'd written me and said, you know, you said if people in Bars Nation could use some help to reach out. She's very humble about it. So this all happened very quickly. In fact, it was I think it was yesterday morning or day before yesterday. And so I got them a little bit of money right away. Just I helped with some of the unexpected expenses. And then 
I asked her to set up a GoFundMe, which she did, and we announced it last night here. And Garz Nation, you're just amazing people that are in this in our whole community. She had a low, uh, a minimum goal of nine thousand to help them through, an upper goal of eleven thousand. And what is amazing is that in twenty four hours' time, that we are now the nation has contributed thirteen thousand two hundred eleven dollars. This is just absolutely fantastic, and their and their donation levels have been met. Um, don't let that hinder you. If you feel compelled to, to donate, please do. They're a wonderful family. It's a great story. The link is below, has is below the podcast from last night. Bended knee, the Bards FM show before this, and the Bards FM show tonight. That link will be there, so you can find them with an updated picture of them standing in front of their little homestead house. It's a beautiful family. Beautiful story, and it's a beautiful it's testimony to everything that goes on in Bards Nation um, for everybody that's come together and donated to help them out in a time of need. And that's how we're going to continue to move forward is to work together and help each other in times of need. And that's that's the big story for me. And it's just beautiful to witness all the, how we've all worked together. So... One last little promo for you before we go. Make sure you've got a go. I'm not go. Before we get into the interview, make sure you've got a good home defense plan. You're going to need it coming up. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. And there you go. It's a good Christmas gift. And since we're coming up on Plague Friday, I mean Black Friday, Black Plague Friday, whatever it is, good time to think about getting gifts. So this is a great one to get. All right, Patriots, I'm not going to ramble on any longer because we do have a part two of this interview to enjoy. Here we go. Part two with... The resistance chicks. What we are witnessing right now in a nation is a gift with Trump's speech. It was literally the flattest, most boring speech he's ever given. It was pathetic. But here's what, back to what you were saying earlier, Leah. Then I'll throw it to you guys. God gave us a gift. It's a tremendous gift. And what he did is he said, I'm pulling the anointing. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this in the sense I shouldn't say like God did this. I should say it is as it appears. If we look at this, you can almost see this as if God said, look, you all keep worshiping him. I'm going to pull the anointing. Now watch and see what you see. Because when that happens, what do you see? It was like, that was boring. What happened to what happened to the Trump of 2016? It's like, it's the same guy that's always been there, folks. He just doesn't have me now. Now, where do you want to be? Wow. Eyes on me or eyes on him. I got it. I'm going to she's, go she's, she's, Yes, you can go first. Okay. Because the power of God is really strong, right? As you're talking about this. And so Michelle and I were supposed to go on real America's voice and the, I, night, of the, the night of the speech and kind of either 
right before uh, and or and then right after, but we got cut. And I was really kind of glad, guys, because after that speech, I literally it was like it was like a heavy weight, like my stomach just dropped to my feet. I was like, there's nothing. How do I spin this? There's no spinning. There's no spinning. It's just immovable. And um, Michelle and I actually got in a small disagreement because Michelle said, I need we need to go live and talk to the people. They need us. And I said, I don't have anything. I said, I'm not going to make something up. I'm not going to spin it. I don't know. I said, I have to go talk to God. And so she actually, I made dinner and she took a walk and then I took a prayer run and both of us got a word from God and we came back and lo and behold, uh, on, on Facebook of all places, cause we were going to take it off of Facebook, but then our only video that has gone viral in a long time. And it's had like 82,000 views on Facebook, on Facebook, on videos on Facebook get between like two and 800 views. Like, yeah. That's it. Just every consistently that's, and those are our Facebook numbers. Facebook has it. We have a little thing that says your reach, your is, reach limited. is limited. Okay. So we know that. Uh, and then after that, our, all our previous posts are limited. We can see it, but um, it's the only place to go live. People we're not keep sharing this video and it's just, YouTube. it's resonating. And Basically, what the Lord was showing us was here is Donald Trump. And I truly believe, guys, with my whole heart that God has been using him, that he was called for this moment, that the prayers he's literally been held up by your prayers. He has he has taken hits for us. He has gone into the devil's den. OK, he recognizes there are demons all around and he's been fighting them and, and kind of kind of in his own strength with money. OK, it's, it's guys, you have no idea because you don't have that kind of money. What, what that kind of money, uh, what kind of strength that that gives you, OK, to be able to stand against these guys. We don't have that kind of money. We have something way more valuable. OK, and so first of all, God had spoken to us and said, um, Trump first, he has to repent. And we all know that he has to repent. And I believe he will repent, but he has to repent. And what I saw was that this, there's this arm of people and I'm, I'm looking at, at you, Scott, and I'm looking at like an Amanda Grace or, you know, us or uh, Dave Scarlett or a bunch of other people who have been, who have seen what's going on over here and have been gathering the troops. And I saw us coming around Okay, and now we're ready. The, the analogy we that I gave weren't ready from the live stream, and this this came literally as I was talking, and I told people, I said, I have goosebumps on my face. Other people have comments, I have goosebumps on my face too. <laughs> is I said, this has been a horse race, and Trump has been out front. Yep. And I said, we had one moment, and I said, tonight, I may tell you what happened. We took that moment, we took the inside track, and we passed Trump, and now we're out front, and we're leading him. I have goosebumps on my face again, just repeating it. I, that's what happened. We took the lead that night, the church, the body of Christ. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is pretty powerful because I don't know what show it was this last week, but I know it was after the speech. And it's interesting what you just said because that was something I literally, and whether it was Fishers or whether it was Bards FM, Father God put it on my heart, it was this, this. You were once children. Now you have grown, but now you need to realize that yeah. you're now adults. And And however that came out on the show, it was the point that, Mm. We don't need now to be belittled. This is where we've shifted to. Mm. We don't need the deceptions. We don't need the lies. Just tell us the truth. Lay it out there. Yeah. It's it's going to be tough, but uh, we can handle it now. And that's true because we've stepped out ahead of them. The, the, the awakening, there is really three awakenings in a sense. There is the awakening, which is more like a coma. We'll call it the, that's the great reset. 
Okay, so the Great Reset is walk deeper into the awareness and awakening of the evil matrix. We'll call it that. Then there is the awakening of knowledge, but it's still based around a Great Reset. It's just another sort of awakening, meaning that instead of being forced to comply, you get to use your free will. You can coexist with some transhumans, some won't be transhumans. It's all the same in the end because it's the long game to get to the same place. Yeah. Then there's yes. the, then there's the spiritual awakening. And this yes. is the one that's shaking the world. And we're not discerning enough yes. yet to realize that that's really taken hold. If we look at where we were, all of us, all of us, we look at where we were back in 2015, and we're going to be honest, Lord. and we look at where we are today, which is seven years yeah. later, I'm not the same. I don't think you are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I don't think anybody would say they're the same. And it's not just that we're not the same. I don't even like however we walked in faith then it's not even comparable. If you've been walking towards, towards father God, this whole time, we're at a, a level yeah. that we never thought possible or even imagined perhaps. Right. right. You know, it's like, yeah, here's a simple point of this. It's kingdom authority, walking with kingdom. Yes. Authority. Those are, those are like mystical, uh, magical concepts in 2015 that tread on almost the, the blasphemous because you so dare to suggest that there is supernatural within our faith. That, that's literally where we are yeah. in 2015. Right. In 2022, as I'm praying, just talking to myself, I come to the understanding that it's not about thinking about it. It's now just telling Father God, I'm ready. Let me walk in it, mm. right? Mm. Now, how does that how, how does that change ourselves? Everything, because we're trusting in him, and he's he's there finally like, okay, you understand. All you've ever had to do is tell me you're ready. And, and where we go to this in this guilt-ridden form of our faith, which is, well, yeah, but I sin, I do this, maybe I'm not ready, maybe I'm not trained. No, you've always been ready. You've just had to have the courage to tell Father God, I will sin. I will repent. I will stand back up, but I'm ready to walk in kingdom authority. Lead me. Mm, That's it. Come on. Right? Yes. And when we're yes. willing to no, do that, that in that our heart, it. and we and look, God knows our heart. So if you're going to go in there with some charlatan heart and try to fake it, I, we got news for you. It's not going to work. But the big problem that right. we have right now in this nation, and it goes back to the Patriot piece. And what really came out of the Trump speech was two things that I think are profound. One is the Patriots that are really now starting to get it. I mean, they're like, okay, no more deceptions, no more trust the plan. Let's, this is going to be tough. And I've read some really good testimonies of people that are like, we thought this was going to be short. It's not buckle up. I even one channel last night, big hat tip to him. And I, I mean, I don't have it before me because I'll find it and I'll talk about it tonight. But big hat tip to him because they literally said, we're shifting priority tonight. We're going to be start. I want your comments because we're going to start focusing on how to save money, how to help people out, how to help people get through this difficult time. That is what Trump told us. And in fact, he did. Yeah. I'm going to give him some credit here because he just said it. It's going to get really bad. People yeah. have to wake up. Yeah, he said it's going to get worse. Right. And and I don't think people yet have had that part settled in because we still have this clamoring going on over here of, dude, it's a red wave. No, it's a red puddle. But it's a red wave. No, it's not. We got rid of Nancy Pelosi. Not really. She's going to become a traitor. 
they're all going to get moaned. No, they're not. They're actually in new movies. You know, so let, let's stop the nonsense. I'm not, and I've said this all along, there is something going on behind the power structures that we can't see. We have a hard enough time interpreting mm-hmm. it. It doesn't, it shows up differently in many forms. But let's mm-hmm. start, let's stop painting the fantasies because the fa- the only yeah. real here is that the plan is literally us with and through God, not us. See, yeah, that's, that's the problem. You- yeah, talk to the people who, um, gosh, I love them so much. They're, they're like the 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 2024 people who are saying, um, oh, yeah, he didn't say 2024. He's coming back this year. You know he's coming back this year. You know he's coming back this year. And they're hanging on to this Trump's coming back thing like it is some sort of, like it's a religious. Well, but, oh, hang on. Well, this is what, and you've said this on our show for years. You know, I want all the Q people. The faith that it takes, these people are strong in their faith in this. We just have to show them. It kind of reminds me of when Paul went and said, listen, here's this unknown God, that unknown God that you're worshiping. That's the actual real creator. And he's the only one that we serve. So I want people to take like, I want them to be able to take that faith that they have, that Trump's going to fix it all and just shift it to God is, but we're a part of it and we have to participate. It's not Trump's going to fix it is a complete hands off. We don't have to do anything, but rah, rah him. Right. God's going to fix it actually requires us to do something. Oh, that's, oh, that's so dead on. It is. And you know, we've seen that in the last couple of weeks, I think people have had a real whiplash and I'm happy that they have. I, I was, I've said this on the show a number of times this week. It's because I'm shaking my head at insanity, but it's like I said at the beginning of summer, I voting's worthless. And the response to me was pretty hostile. I mean, it was like, you know, you're, you're being unpatriotic. You don't know what you're going to do. There's no possible way we're going to win with that sort of attitude. I've had people tell me like, I'm going to run for office and now your influence is going to make it not possible. I mean, literally. And I'm like, okay. So I'll tell you what, I'll vote and I'll tell you to vote. I'm just advising don't hang on to it with an emotional expectation of of winning. Mm. But here's the bottom line. Thank you for doing that. That was actually the best. That's the best thing you could do because it was so not. I hung on to that election. I didn't even care. I was like, God, I know that if it goes one way, it's going to be good for, for us because we have made a shift. And this I can say. I believe in, and Scott, maybe you can confirm this and this, this is confirms in your spirit. I believe we made a shift. I believe there's enough of us on our team that now the trust the plan people, I am trusting God's plan. I truly believe that when these things happen, like the house, like not getting the Senate or those senators, they hate you anyways. Okay. Do you know, and I, this is another rabbit trail. Are you going to talk about the de- the Defense of Marriage Act that 10 senators, including our Republican senator in Ohio, passed that's going to make it so that um, gay la- gay marriage is codified to the almost, I guess, to the point, and I still have to really read into this, what people are saying is that churches are going to be religiously persecuted if they don't, com- if they don't do gay weddings. And if it is uh, codified, uh, can I not say definitively? Is this going to be hate speech now that marriage is between a man and a woman? Like, is it will we be prosecuted? So um, those senators, they hate you anyways. You didn't want to win the Senate. OK, those people, there's 
I don't know. Are there any good ones in the Senate? Maybe one, two? Okay, so we didn't need it. We we, we don't have anybody in there that is, and then this is even yeah. what I've been saying. There's too much hope put on a handful of people that were going to be elected into a system that is literally a pit of vipers. I mean, what, do you, what are you expecting yeah. when you're sending up people in this system? They get elected and they're like, well, these are, this is the new breed of leadership. They're above the people, by the people. I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. Let's just do that. All right, so what happens when they get to D.C.? And I said it the other night. It's one party with one, one drug slipped into their drink. They wake up in the morning. The senator's got a little boy in his bed. They've got the pictures. Now what? Okay, or they're just going to hack his computer and dump a bunch of porn on it and they're going to go to public because here here is the real of it. The public is still so stupid in the belief of the, the headline and the willingness to believe the headline. They will doubt the senator's word and trust the media, even though we know that the media is a lying pit of vipers. If they write something disparaging about you, trust me, walk this path, still have it out there, people are going to be like, yeah, but the media wrote it. So it's obviously exactly. true. Right? So they know this control. So every person that's put up there is still walking into that same trap. We haven't changed the framework, and yet the, the country's placing its hope on an election. You can't vote your way out of Babylon. It's not going to happen. We're in Babylon, Right. So right. where I go to the election piece, which is, again, God's God's plan versus Scott's plan. <laughs> Scott's plan is votes worthless, don't bother, okay? But God's plan is, yeah, I want you to vote because I want you to experience the pain and disappointment of learning that your vote never did count because the only mm-hmm. vote that you have that always counts is with and through me. That's the mm, power of what good. just happened, right? So, man, yeah. I, now when I hear people say, I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm checking out, I'm like, good, but let's check you into Jesus. You can check yeah, out of the vote, but let's check you into Jesus because we're going to go this yeah. way and we're going to be mighty men and women of God. I don't need the damn yeah. vote to take this country back. I need God and I need the, the banner of Christ above me and I need the mightiness of the Holy Spirit I need the mightiness of the, of the sword of the spirit. And I need to understand all the dimension of what that brings. I need to be able to speak the word of Jesus. I need to heal, heal the sick. I need to be able to cast out demons, raise the dead. And I need to be able to stand here with the mightiness of Christ within me and let them not see me, but see him. Yeah. And when that happens, look out because the world changes. If we look at the early church, which we don't do often enough, If we look at the early church and what transpired in such a very short period of time there with a a small handful of people, um, we begin to to realize that the the burning of Rome, the tearing down of the system, which I believe is really just getting rid of a cancer. I truly believe that our nation was founded on godly principles and it's not too far gone. We just have to do maybe tearing down everything, including the drywall to get down to the studs of it. Um, but but my point is- You can't complain about the directory of our nation when 80% of Christians send your kids to a public indoctrination center. We, okay, <laughs> you can't say, oh, the system's so horrible. The system's so horrible. I'm part of the system. Okay, okay, let's, let's do everything but, we can first. But we have to understand just how easy this is yeah. when we do it right. There are so 
many of us, and Scott, I've been saying this on my show and, and quoting you, and I told you I was, that we are overly equipped to take this thing back yes. as the body of Christ. We're just ignorant in how to do it and how mm. to use the equipment that we have. Yes. So we have literally, and, and we were on the phone with, and I, with Brad Cummings of the Founders Bible this week, and we had an amazing conversation. And essentially Brad was kind of telling me, Michelle, you need to kind of tone back the victory speech because people don't know how to use this equipment. And so it was essentially, he's kind of like, you're handing everybody a bazooka, but they've never fired a, a pellet gun before. Okay. Uh, and they don't. So, so here's the deal guys, we all have spiritual, I don't want to say bazookas, but this is Scott show. So I can say whatever I want. We have all these spiritual, amazing <laughs> weapons. Now is the time to go in and ask God to show you how to use them. We have all the resources. We have all the money we need. We have all of the equipment we need. We have all the weapons that we need. We have it all. It is a one-stop shop package, especially when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. That's it. Boom. Done. There is nothing that this world can do to stop us. We have everything that we need. We'll never be given anything more. After you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you literally are never given anything else. It's all downloaded. You just have to learn how to unzip the program, open well, it up. Even the Bible says to it. stir it up. Yes. To yep. stir Fan it up, to flame. get it going get inside it going. of you. I mean, you have literally the son of God, all power and authority given unto him. He, he transfers the kingdom authority to us. We just need to know how to use it. And we need to be vessels worthy. And of we need to know how to get, I'm going computer analogies here. It just fits. We need to learn how to get the viruses out of our system that are keeping us from accessing everything that we have. And that's when the deliverance ministries and things like that come into play. So there are a lot of things keeping us from accessing everything that we have inside of us, but it's there. And so that's why we need to get to work and we need to just start doing the work. And it's not always. Always uh, a, a, a joy ride. Sometimes it's extremely painful and excruciating, um, but we have to do it. There's no choice but forward. Well, this is really good what you just said there because part of the issue and function of Hollywood and media is to create the mind viruses. This is mimetics in yeah. its true sense. It's really interesting because we use meme offhandedly, like who's a memer? Memers come from the science of memetics, which is literally translated as the viruses of the mind. That's where no, it comes really? from. really? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the, there is the book called The Virus of the Mind. You should get it and read it. It's You can get it on audiobook, too. It's really awesome because it gets okay. into all of this, and it's so contentious when it came out because it was true. It was the principle that mind viruses can jump from one to the other. We see that with progressive liberalism. And we yeah. also see that from the cultish behavior of the patriot movement that wants to believe in fantasies, right? Yes. We, we have an ability to stand before us and to paint a different picture right before our very eyes. Uh, yeah. And you can do so in such a way that people will confirm something that isn't even true. And all you have to do is sit silently. You can prove this. You mm. can lead somebody down a, a, a direction, just have presence of being somewhere. The reason this is one of the biggest tricks of operatives with working covert stuff is having intention. I'm here because I need to be. Oh, well, of course you are. Um, your, your idea isn't right. Don't say anything. Watch what happens. Oh, you're one of them. Okay. We'll let you go. You see, I mean, they literally just like, they'll write a story 
And people will do this in such an amazing way. If you walk into a place like you put on a some, you walk into a doctor's office and you walk in with authority and they're like, who are you? I'm, I'm here to look at something. They're, they're going to question you less and, and believe you more. This is just the nature of, human, yeah. of who we are. So what tends to happen right now when we add to this, the worships that are misplaced, instead of putting the reliance and eyes on God, Trump, his speech, look, the hours spent on dissecting that, how about if we had spent the hours in prayer, right? We didn't. Yeah. If we had spent, right. this is what I've said about MAGA rallies. Look, people, I love them. I think they're fantastic. If you're if you're following Trump and we're part of that energy in the first couple of years, it was stunning. It was it was energized to show us again that as Americans we were powerful. The true sense of America was not divided; it was united. Yeah, and we yeah, were we uh, were multiracial. We were multi ethnic. The whole thing. But there comes a point when in all these rallies. The one thing that's consistently missing and was becoming increasingly evident was the emphasis on prayer. Imagine had, and we saw some of it happen. I'm, I'm not taking this away because we really started to see it happen near the end of 2020 and a little bit near the end of 2016, yeah, yeah. where whole crowds would start singing hymns. We saw this happen mm -hmm. spontaneously, and it was beautiful. It just brought tears to your eyes. It's like America's coming together. That was the glory of God yeah. working there. But I imagine had these rallies really continued to go down that path. To where leading up mm -hmm. to President Trump's conversation, his speech, people were out there praying and singing hymns together and being a revival because that's what we needed was revivals. Yeah. That was the principle of Bard's Fest. That was the principle of what you were doing up in Plymouth. We needed the revivals again and we needed the nation to come together. And right now what we just got in this speech was none of it. We got we're going to be wealthy again. We're going to be strong again. We're going to be powerful again, I guess. I don't know what the heck we got, but we didn't say we're going to be a, a nation humbled under God again. It didn't say that we're going to be united through prayer again. We're going to be strong because our because we put ourselves before God and we're humbled before him. And that's why we're going to be strong again. None of that. And I think that's the gift of the, of the election is that it went awry. I appreciate Stephen Miller. Um, I'm not going full Kanye on you uh, in a second here, <laughs> but uh, Stephen Miller is Jewish. Now, I'm not saying that he's, I, I believe he's a patriot. I believe he loves God. I believe he loves this nation. So I'm not going down that path. But the word the Lord gave me was that Trump needs to begin to acknowledge the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jesus. Okay. That's what we're missing in Trump in, in Trump's speeches. We need if, if Trump's gonna give a speech that's gonna rock the nation, he has like I Lee Valentine was talking to me how she was with a group of pastors. These are spirit-filled, tongue-talking people that Trump has and asks to come around him and pray over him just recently in the spirit and prophesy over him. And it was almost like I can hear Trump saying. You guys are giving me a lot of, and, and a lot of this Trump or, or Scott, we have to recognize that a lot of things that Trump does, I think it's because he's listening to some of these prophets. Well, the prophets say, I'm going to be back. The prophets say, I'm going to win. You don't think Trump hasn't heard the prophecy of Kim Clement saying he's going to be back again. I think he's winging it right now because <laughs> so many, he, he surrounds himself from by all these prophets telling him he's going to do all these great things. And he believes him. And now he's on truth, truth social, which is in, which is a, which is a MAGA Trump 
almost cult like um uh social media where have you seen the stuff that he retweets or, or re socials or retruths all day about himself where he's got his super super but there it is again and that's part of the problem that's the same okay. problem that kanye west has it becomes a prideful thing where it's going to be me because because trump doesn't understand and i get kicked back on this all the time guys when it comes to trump's salvation and all this that and the other i'm not going to judge whether he's going to go to heaven when he dies or not because i do believe truly i mean if he were to die today if you went to heaven i'm not going to judge that one way or the other but this much i can tell you that trump does not have a bona fide on fire personal relationship with jesus christ there's too much evidence to the contrary of that right. that and, and and we are able to judge people by their fruit don't you judge trump yeah yeah i hear it all the time i'm just judging by the fruit okay the fruit shows that so what what needs to happen when these people who are our friends get invited into these prayer times and prophecy and maybe they're doing it and i just don't know you need to just start speaking over trump trump you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You need to repent from the vaccine. You need to repent from this. You need to be brought down. It's not all about you. It's about God. You need to be put in God first. Like that's where Trump, I truly believe is going to get to. But like you said, with this speech, the anointing is clearly off of Trump. It's not on You're him not right going to have, and this is, I, I love Stephen Miller. And that's why the Lord was speaking to me. He just said, you know, Stephen Miller is Jewish. He does not have a personal saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And you're not going to cast out demons Come on, being Jewish. You can't do it. Okay. I love Jewish people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that every single person in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. It's the kingdom of Jesus. Jesus said, no man can go to the father, but by me. And if Donald Trump is talking about the God, Jared and, and, and Ivanka are Jewish. Okay. We need Christians, spirit filled Christians who recognize the glorious power of the savior of the and the king of kings and the lord of lords because this christian this this country uh was founded upon these when they call them christian principles that means it's the gospel and the transcending power because when you have a, truly given your life to jesus your old person literally dies you become born born again you're a new person. All that old stuff falls away. And so what we need for Trump is to become truly born again, transformed. And so he says, not nevertheless, not I, but Christ, I glory in Christ. And you'll know that Trump is truly saved when he starts to, every Christian says, Jesus, how often does he say Jesus? Okay. So these are the things, if you want to pray for Trump, pray that he comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and pray he gets a better speechwriter. <laughs> <laughs> That's just awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm putting that one on the top of the list. I mean, it is the calculus of this is also there was a promise made. And we don't give enough credence here to the fact that there was a promise made to the world and to the public. This was going to be if all goes well, it will be the one of the greatest moments in American history. The speech. I'm sorry, but he did say that. Yeah. So my my, like okay, and what are we going to see? Are we going to see John F. Kennedy Jr. come out from behind the curtain? That was are that was a prediction. To, yeah, that was a prediction. Yeah. Right. I mean, are we gonna are we gonna hear about how he is now going to buy CNN and he's got a team of people that are going to turn it into a Patriot Network? That was another prediction. Some people thought he was going to announce a new party, the mega party, the mega party. Right. Okay. So there was another one, new mega party. None of it happened. Instead, it was institutionalized garbage. Now there isn't, it isn't that when we dissect the speech, 
It isn't that there aren't some nuggets in there that are worthy, just like Kanye had a great talk the other day about the influence of Hollywood around him and how he got sent to the hospital and why. I get that. But I'm not going to worship Kanye. I'm not going to worship Trump. And this is where we have to get real because if my opinion, and I would just say this, my opinion, but take it to prayer and be honest in your prayers, is this, that if you're feeling un nervous about Trump or you're feeling that people are hitting hard on Trump or you feel defensive or you feel depressed from the election, any any of that a range of emotions, angry at the left, angry at all this other stuff, first of all, discern your anger. Is it righteousness or is it you? That's a big one. And that means is it going to be sitting within the within the, the throne of God or are you putting that anger and venom towards the public because you yourself have something going on. But more importantly in all of that is where's your worship? Mm. If you've been walking this path, I had no anxiety going in. I have no anxiety coming out of this damn election. Exactly. Because yeah. I knew right. realistically coming into it, God was going to deliver this as we the people needed. This country isn't Trump under God. It is we the people under God. So if you just kept your optic all the way through on this to realize that what God was going to deliver was what we the people needed. I'm mm -hmm. not going to even say, I don't like to even use the term we're going to be deserving of. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like when you look at this, it sounds like God's out here beating you with a stick. We have a loving God. And this is another yeah. one of these great perversions in the way we do things. I am unworthy. No, you're not. Because if you are unworthy, he's not going to waste his time sacrificing his only son for you. Yeah. That's just fundamentally truth. You are a sinner. I am a sinner. Of course, we all are. That's part of that corrupted heart that are what we arrive the minute we put our first breath in this world. But in that sense of reborn, as we go through that process in a relationship with Jesus, we're striving to be greater, greater and closer to the kingdom. And then through the vehicle of repentance, we can restore that perfection each and every time. So it should be a pretty constant cycle. So if we get to the real of this and we look at this and say, okay, what was delivered? God gave us a lot of things in this election. It's never been about Trump. We did that. It's never been about red versus blue. We did that. It's never been about Luciferians are in charge and there's another party called called the GOP that's better than them. No, they're all corrupt. They're all sour. They're all they're all just of the pit of hell, all right. of them. Right. All right. of them. So let's not let's not be in let's be very inclusive since the left loves that term. Let's be inclusive. And let's be fair because until proven otherwise at this point you better look at every single person in politics with a jaundiced eye. Because if they aren't speaking Jesus, if they aren't talking scripture, if they aren't framing as our founding fathers did speeches that have scripture and scriptural values woven in, then forget it. You're, 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 you're trying to bark up a tree. It's just like you're saying, Leah, you're putting your kids in school going, I don't know what's wrong. This country's corrupted. Why don't you begin by looking in the mirror and realizing you're feeding them to the beast? Okay. There's really nothing else to say on those places because the speech had no God in it. That's fundamentally it for me. It's like, okay, check that box and we're off. Yeah. Because if we're not going to put God first in this nation as it is designed, 
Second paragraph, first sentence, Declaration of Independence, uh, that our rights are given to us by our Creator. Yeah. And it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, I don't know how much more clear, other than the fact that people these days don't read in the style of writing that the Founding Fathers did, it was right there in the first sentence of the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, followed by the fact that we, the people, are, it is given to us and the government is subordinate to the wills of the people. Hmm. That's your architecture, Hmm. right? We didn't have a human throne king. We didn't have a flesh king. And I've said this many times. The founding fathers literally did the greatest troll in history. They gave the big middle finger to every single royalty family bloodline in the entire world because they said, yes, we have a king and yes, we are a monarchy in this nation first before we're a republic. Why? Because we put God on the throne, not you. Not some two-bit copy lizard head clone that sits on a throne that says that you're a king. No, we said, Father God's on the above this nation, and we shall always be humble to him. We shall seek his guidance. That's moral law. Right. And from there, below that, then we said, below that, underneath that, we said, okay, Now the government, you are subordinate to the wills of us, but we're all subordinate to Father God. So we're working together under kingdom. That was, it's so simple. Right. And yet, thanks to a a insidiously insane treasonous media, the hearts of jealousy and corruption and material want, the desires for power and control over people, the obsession to try to be gods, and we go on a list of other things, we've mm-hmm. created a class of people that now literally see themselves as occupiers of that throne as we've cast God off to the side, and the public is still trying to figure out, like, okay, God, where do you come in? Now, and this is where we need to be. You all, I'm not even listening to anymore. Father, where do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. And if that means that you get some crew knocking at your door going, hey, we've got a warrant, it's going to be like, Father, where do you want me to go? Yeah, wow. exactly. Come on. That's what okay. people need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Father, right. where do you want me to go? You need to come with us. No, Father says no. And I've said this. This is the part now that gets really dicey. And I, I, I'm looking at time. I'll just kind of say this and we'll go into prayer if that's cool. But this is the part that gets really dicey. Are you going to have at that moment a Gideon moment where you blow the horns and, and crack pots of light? Or are you going to have a Joshua moment where mm. you raise the sword and slaughter everybody in the city? Wow. Because neither one of those, including David or throw the stone, okay? Neither one of those was about David. It was about Joshua. It was about Gideon. They were the vessels by which Father God was using to deliver the justice appropriate for the times, mm. just as Esther. I mean, nobody likes to talk about Esther, the fact that she was in a brothel for a year. Right. Let's get real. Right. She, was a, she put herself out to be a whore right. for a year because she was led to ultimately become the wife of the king to save the Jewish people. I right, mean, right, right. Okay. She's going to heaven. She's not going to hell. She's in the Bible. I need to tell you. But she was a whore for a year. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, that's, that's, we don't like that. They're like, oh, well, yeah, she came in and it, like, no, that's, what did you, she went and spent the night with the king. What do you think she did? Right. Sat there and drank tea and crumpets? Right. That's I mean, how let's the get real. He, it, yeah. Scott, don't, don't ruin it for the right. little kids. I'm kidding. Oh, well, I'm just totally did. kidding. <laughs> That, that's again, that's love and truth because yeah. that's what scriptures are telling you. 
right? They're not telling you that this was an easy walk. They're not telling you that, oh, you got the anointment, so it's going to be good. You don't have to worry about anything. No, probably it's going to telling you it's going to suck. And I'm going to ask you to do things in this world that you are not going to like. And you're going to have to do that, but trust in me, because in the mightiness of the kingdom, we shall use whatever is needed to defeat this enemy and subdue. And that's where we are. That's so good. That's it. Let's pray. Let's pray. Can I pray first? first? Yes. That's what I was going to say. All right. I thought you'd round us off here. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time with Scott and the Bards family. We love them so much. I just pray that you bless each and every person within the sound of our voice. Uh, They are ready to stand up and do what needs to be done. They're ready to put their their flesh aside. They're ready to raise up the sword of Christ and walk in uh, the anointing that you have given us, Father God. So show show us how to use this equipment that you've given us. Show us how to use the tools that you have given us so that we can use what the what you designed for us to do to expand the kingdom of God. That's the goal. Yeah. In every single generation, it doesn't matter whether we were born a hundred years ago or a hundred years from now or today. The goal is the same. It's not to get Trump into office. It's to expand the kingdom of God. It's not to get Kari Lake in office. It's to expand the kingdom of God. So Father God, we take that goal very seriously. And whatever tools we need to use in today's day and age to apply to right now in society, show us what those are, but always keep our eyes on the prize that the goal is to expand your kingdom right here on earth. And Father God, we do pray your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. That's so good. Jesus, we just come before you. I thank you for your saving grace. I thank you for this nation. I thank you that um, other men and women have already given their lives and their and their blood and their sacred honor and, and pledged their sacred honor. And I thank you, Father God, that all we need to do is call upon those covenants that men uh, and women already made with you. Yes. So we call upon the covenants. We call upon the state uh, uh, constitutions that um, just like here in Ohio, with our, our motto is uh, with God, all things are possible. And so it's not with Trump, all things are possible, but yes, you are using him. And so Father God, everybody that's listening right now, I pray that you just fill them with your power. You fill them with your anointing. If you guys are listening, just lift your hands up and just say, Holy Spirit, give me everything that you have for me. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your might. I pray, Father God, for a cleansing to happen. Just repent of everything that you may be holding on to that may be not of him. If you need to pull your kids from public school and it looks impossible, I just pray, Father God, that you make a way for families to homeschool, that you make a way for them to learn themselves because um, probably the people who are going to be homeschooling, they they didn't learn uh, the the correct history and how to to teach kids. So I just pray that you just... um, fill everybody right now with a wisdom and knowledge and, and the giftings of your Holy spirit that you're able to, uh, that you show them that they're able to cast out demons, that they're able to walk on water, that they're able to take up uh, serpents and, and not be, not, and drink any uh, deadly thing and it will not harm them. And so Father God, we come before you and I just pray that all of Bard's nation becomes the Bard's army that is filled with your power, filled with your righteousness, that they will be able to speak truth wherever they go with authority. And we just claim every every governmental seat, Father God, that is held by a demonic power, we remove them right now in Jesus' name. We claim every seat, 
the gospel of Jesus Christ so that we can have righteous leaders, Father God, leaders that truly represent the people. We just plead the blood of Jesus of this nation. We pray for revival. And Father God, I do pray for Donald Trump. I pray, Father God, that you bring him face to face with what it means to be a sinner, Mm -hmm. that he needs to repent. He needs to repent of the things he's done. And I just pray, Father God, that as he goes through a time of of repentance that you bring him through a time of refreshing that you show him the truth about the vaccines that you show him the truth about the lockdowns and as he gets to that place that rock bottom place that you lift him up and you meet him there and i pray father god that you do give him better speech writers that you bring him that you help him to be uh surrounded with true bible believing spirit-filled yes. christians and father wherever this nation is headed as we know it's headed towards a collapse i do and i know I, I, we need you to bring down these systems. I pray that you bring down the federal reserve. I pray that you bring down, uh, we just, we just call down every principality and power of the educational system. We do not need a department of education. We just rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. And, and, and we call down and we just pull down the, the CIA and the, and the FDA and the CDC and the FBI. You have no place here. You have no authority here. You have, uh, acted like a monarch. You've acted like a, a kingdom. You are not elected by the people. You do not represent the people. And therefore this nation does not need and shall not have a CIA, a FBA, a FBI, any of these governmental agencies, the alphabet soups. You have no place here. You have no authority here. We rebuke any standing that you have that anybody gave you in the name of Jesus. And we will be a government of the people, by the people, for the people in Jesus name. Father, we're in a time right now of war and so many of the hearts are still struggling to understand that walk. And this is where we pray today just powerfully that the awakening will happen in such a deep level to understand the mightiness of Jesus, the mighty warrior in Jesus, and the mightiness of what he gave us all, the authorities in this land, true authorities over dominion over all evil. Father, in this time, there's is we need a great shaking. And we're starting to see it, and we're starting to see people realize that the institutions that they've been worshiping and relying on, instead of putting their eyes on you, they've been putting their eyes on the things and the men and the women that were supposed to take them to a new horizon or even provide them with salvation. For that statement there, Father, forgive us for our sins as a nation. Yes. And we they sit here before you and we repent and equally pray for mercy on this nation now as this group, this movement of awakening, the children, your children, the mighty men and women of God are beginning to really rise. Eyes on you, eyes on kingdom, eyes on Jesus. Father, this is a time when we need that spirit walking through the people to be able to be indomitable in front of evil, to be able to speak truth where it's uncomfortable, to be able to stand boldly in love where it seems impossible, to be able to forgive when it seems like it's impossible to do, and yet to wield the power of the spirit truly through the understanding and grace of of forgiveness and love in kingdom Mm -hmm. to understand that love is just not a shallow thing, but it's a connection and grace that you have for all of us that our interest is not for a few, but, but bring the many home. So father, in this moment in time, when there has been so much shaking, we just pray for the opportunities to encounter those that are now beginning to question their eyes are beginning to cast away from the towers of Babylon and now looking towards some other place. Let us be the, the connector. Let us be the light. Let us let Jesus flow through us in such a way that it's an, a sight that they can't turn their eyes away from, but instead are seeking to ask, who are you and where do I go? And let us guide them 
back to you in the greatest movement we should ever see, the awakening and rise of the love of Jesus in our nation. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I do have one last word while we were speaking. I felt like the Lord spoke to me. Now, whether this is a Paul moment where Paul says, I, I don't know if this is me or if it's God, but either way, this is this is what I was envisioning. As Trump goes out on and does these rallies, I don't think that they're going to be nearly as big as they have been in the past, but something's going to be different about these rallies because like Scott said, we are different. We're not the same Trump supporters of 2016. We're completely different. Trump is not going to be ready for these people. And when, like Scott talked about entering into a room with confidence as we go and, and Lee and I may go to some rallies. I don't know if they, if they show up close enough as we go, I believe that we are going to be taking this spirit of God that we have leveled up and then is going to influence Trump. And I don't think that he is ready for what he's going to be smacked with, with this purity, with this righteousness of, of the people who are now coming and saying, let us now put our anointing on you. And I think that that's what oh, we're well going to said. see happen. We're going to see a transformation in Trump as he gets out amongst the people. That's when his anointing left. He's been rubbing shoulders with all these big wigs and he hasn't been out amongst the people, but he didn't recognize that that's where his anointing actually came from, was from the people that bring in the righteousness of God. Well, we'll definitely see, and I don't disagree with you. I mean, we need to see, we need to see a different Trump as we go forward. And yeah. it's not the Trump of old, it's the Trump of where we are now. We need, exactly. He needs to meet us where we are and because we met him where he was before. Boom! Right. That's so it, right there. And that, so as we go forward with this, it's uh, there's a big shift coming, and I think that you hit a key thing, Michelle, which is literally, it's our confidence. Be confident in the kingdom. Be confident in the Holy Spirit. Be confident in the love of God, and be confident in your walk with Jesus. And don't hesitate to speak that. Don't hesitate to speak Jesus into the world. It's so Amen. important. We need to be that in that place. Not wince, because still the society is still conditioned to wince, even with the word of Jesus. Yeah, good, wince away. I mean, that's your problem. We'll guide you out of it, or you'll stay where you are. But yeah. there has to be a bit of a ruthlessness in this moment in time, and I think that's ultimately where I go. Is we're at a we're at a crucible moment for the nation. We have to forgive. We have to embrace love and the power of the kingdom love in this world, because that's not a negotiable. It's in the contract. You want to be forgiven? You shall forgive. Simple. No negotiating on that piece. But there is also need for justice. And justice will come and mightily the more that we forgive and turn to God to guide us. Justice is also by our hand. He will yeah. deliver that through us. Yeah. But we have to have the trust and confidence in that walk. It's not just the trust in God, because I hear this all the time. I trust in God. Okay, whatever. And I literally do that. I'm like, okay, whatever. Do you walk and breathe and have that relationship with him that if he says to you, go, you don't hesitate and you go. Yeah. You do. Even if it's the most uncomfortable thing you've done. Listen, because the things that each of us are being asked to do may not seem important to you or to me, but if God's leading you, he's telling you to do it and mm -hmm. do it and do it well, right? So, hey, it's been awesome as always. It's fun. No, it's been a blast. Thank like you for yeah. having us. This yeah. is, and I, I really want you to start out when you, when you cue this video up. Tell everybody, just stick until the fire comes because the cows are an important foundation 
And I want to make sure that people stick through the cows because you're going to need the cows to get to the, the rest of the whole conversation. Oh, they'll, they'll get that from me. They'll be like, we're, start, we're starting at the moo and we're ending even in the song at the end of this. So at some point there'll be a moo. <laughs> we're starting at the we're starting at the moo and then we're and then we're coming to the beef so That's hang so on good. it's, it's good we gotta we still gotta raise the cattle through the whole show we're raising we're growing the cattle feeding them finishing them and slaughtering them right to the very end it's all amen we start with the milk of the word and end with the meat that's what we did. Good. That's really good. That's it. That's a good Perfect. Point. Love it. Excellent. <laughs> hey, ladies, thank you very much. Have a very blessed day. All right, all right thanks, thanks Scott. Scott. God bless. And Patriots, that is, was the Resistance Chicks, is the Resistance Chicks. I think I've, I learned something in chat tonight that I think it's Michelle that's in here tonight that let us know that she may or may not have put a frozen turkey inside of a boiling vat of oil in trying to do a deep fried turkey. If that's the truth, I'm going to find out because I think the next show is going to be called Butterball like something like butter, deep fried butter balls or something like that. We'll get to it, but that, <laughs> we will get to the bottom of this mystery soon. I will tell you that. All right, Patriots. Hope you enjoyed that. It was a wonderful evening with the resistance chicks. They are truly special ladies. If you don't follow their show, please check them out and follow them. Uh, this is, they are just truly unique and and a very important voice in this and as we are starting to build out the bards nation network of shows we have under that umbrella right now we've got duncan with kilted christian shemaine nugent and we've got the red-headed patriot which is hannah and we're also going to have under that umbrella resistance chick so it's really great things to look forward to as we move forward but we're all big one big family trying to do one big thing get everybody to jesus even Trump, and to return this nation so that God sits on the throne above all things. I hope you all have an entirely incredible Thanksgiving for all of you that are doing your preps and foods that you share tonight for tomorrow's meal. Just keep up the great work. There's some great things being cooked up for this for tomorrow's festivities, and that's awesome. If you're Canadian, find an American and join him for a food fest that will blow your mind. It's great. It's great times. Because we love you up there. If you're British and you want to fly over, doors are open. Anywhere in the world, we're happy to welcome you. To teach you our one one of our best customs of the year, Thanksgiving. It has so much meaning to all of us. And patriots, if you're driving, like I said at the beginning, please be careful. There are some crazy people out there. Take your time. Don't rush. Nothing is worth the being late for turkey. You can always heat it up, and it will taste just as good. Stuffing's always better anyway after it's set out of the bird for a little while. So there you go. Have a very happy, blessed Thanksgiving. Shows again tomorrow, regular hours, Bended Knee, Bards FM, with Brad Cummings tomorrow night, and Fishers of Men. So until then, keep your head up and eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. He always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a very blessed evening. Have a very blessed Thanksgiving day. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel some
Get back in 